Welcome to Burnside at Home. It's Sunday the 27th of June and you are very, very welcome as you join us to worship. Uh, This is a pre-recorded version of the service which will be uh, taking place at 11am on Sunday in Burnside. Uh, You can listen to this one uh, on our podcast, you can listen via the telephone line and you can also listen to it with slides on the church website. Uh, Looking ahead to the next uh, month, uh, I will be uh, here and there will be a recorded service next week, uh, the 4th of July. But then for the next two Sundays, there will be no telephone line and there'll be no uh, audio service available or indeed uh, online service. We will have uh, an online service, uh, but it won't be by me. It'll probably be an older service that will be reissuing. I'm going on holiday, and so therefore it's not possible to have all these things uh, operating while I'm away. Uh, So uh, do bear that in mind. You will be able to listen next week, but then for the second and third week of July, uh, there won't be any updates, I'm afraid. Uh, So we're continuing our series in the book of James and uh, we're asking, how do you cope with suffering? And James tells us that with regards to suffering, there should be weeping and wailing, which is perhaps not the most uplifting message to give at the start of a service. But it sets our worship in context today. And James echoes the words of Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah says in chapter 13, verse 6, Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. So we worship today in the context of eternity. Jesus is coming. The Lord is near. And we should wail because... There is destruction, there is judgment coming, but at the same time, if we trust in Jesus Christ, then he forgives us, and it is a day of blessing rather than destruction. So let's come to God in prayer and ask his blessing at the start of our time together. Heavenly Father, we come to you today, and we come seeking you Because you are the almighty, the everlasting God, and we trust in you today. Lord, we ask that you would be with us at all times. We thank you for the good times in our lives, and we praise you and thank you for them. But Lord, we also acknowledge that there are difficult times. There are trials that we face. There is suffering that we go through. And Lord, We praise you that you are with us through those times as well. Indeed, Lord, we recognise very quickly that we could not get through those times. We could not survive them if it were not for you. So, Lord, be with us today, we pray. Help us, Lord, to focus our minds on you and to trust in you and to find hope and help in you. Lord, be with us each step of the way, for we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things that we're going to find out today about our approach to suffering 
is that we need to have patience. We need to wait upon the Lord and trust in the Lord. And uh, in the service on Sunday, our uh, opening praise will be uh, Psalm 40. I waited for the Lord my God and patiently did bear. At length to me he did incline my voice and cry to hear. He took me from a fearful pit and from the miry clay, and on a rock he set my feet, establishing my way. He put a new song in my mouth, or God to magnify. Many shall see it and shall fear, and on the Lord rely. O blessed are all they whose trust upon the Lord relies, respecting not the proud nor such as turn aside to lies. So then let's come to God in prayer once again and let's bring our prayers for others today. Heavenly Father, as we come before you, there are many things in our minds that we come to you praying about. And today, Lord, we bring them to you because we acknowledge that you are sovereign, that you're in control. And Lord, we are living in a world that seems to be out of control that seems to be heading towards its own destruction. And therefore we look to you and we bring these things to you. We bring governments to you today, Lord, national governments, local devolved governments. And we bring them to you, Lord, because we are frightened by what we see. We recognise that we are to obey those who are in charge of us, But Lord, we pray for them today and pray that they might act with integrity and pray that they would have the intelligence and the wisdom to be able to make the right decisions. And we pray, Lord, for all those in positions of leadership who proclaim you as their Lord and Saviour. May we see them acting in a way, Lord, that is consistent with your word and would be a good witness to you. Lord, we continue to pray uh, about the COVID situation. Uh, We pray for those who are struggling day to day because of illness, and we thank you for all healthcare professionals and key workers. We pray, Lord, for those who are isolated at this time because of fear or because of illness, and we pray for those who would look after them. We pray, Lord, for those who are struggling with businesses, unable to work the way that they once did. We pray for your hand of protection and your help in all that they do. Help them make the right decisions, Lord, based within the restrictions that they're facing. We pray, Lord, for those who just simply do not have any direction at this time because they have either been furloughed or they are unable to do the things that they would like to do. We pray, Lord, for those who are shut in their homes at this time and ask that you would be near to them. We pray, Lord, for those who are um, ill at this time, waiting on results of tests or going to see consultants. We pray that you would be near to them and that you would bless them day by day. And Lord, we bring all these things before you because we recognise that you alone are able to answer our prayers. In Jesus' name, Amen. 
Let's read together from God's Word, and our reading today is from James chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. So let us hear God's Word. Now listen, you rich people. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workmen who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered innocent men who were not opposing you. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient. And stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, or you will be condemned. Amen. We pray that God will bless to us this reading of his word. So we ask this question today, how do you cope with suffering? And throughout this book of James, we've been considering the trials that we face as followers of Jesus Christ. And these trials, if you remember, we were told back in chapter 1 to consider them pure joy because they lead us to perseverance in our lives. And that is something that God wants to develop. And each week, as we have looked at the chapters, we have considered another trial. And we've looked at how God uses that trial to develop perseverance. Last week was the trial of planning out our lives in the light of eternity. And today, we're considering the trial of suffering. Remember that each trial is an opportunity to allow the impurities to come to the surface of our lives. And we then invite God to remove those impurities so that we can be more like him. So how do we cope with suffering? Well, James begins by describing where a lot of the suffering was coming from. He then tells us to have patience as we suffer and not to make rash promise, but trust in God. So where does the suffering come from? James describes what has happened to a lot of his readers. Remember that the members of the early church that are reading this letter have already been scattered among the nations. They've been scattered because of persecution, because of their faith. And although we don't know what form that persecution took, 
James gives us a little insight by what he says here. Last week we saw how everything in this life is all about God and eternity leads us on to realise what is important in life. All the advertising would lead us to believe and maybe sometimes we believe the lie that this life is all about possessions and all about looking good and appearing successful. But James tells us that some of the people who have these things are the very ones who are oppressing the church. James says, don't be happy because you have possessions and wealth. Be careful that those things are not turning you against God and against God's people. And be careful that if you are a member of the body of Jesus Christ, the church, that these things do not drag you away from the church. Instead, verses 1 to 2, you rich people weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. And that's the echo of those words that we read at the beginning of the service from Isaiah. As we saw last week, our lives are not for our own benefit. The world is not all there is. We're living in the light of eternity. Wealth can so easily corrupt us and it will be of no benefit to us in eternity. The wealthy may oppress us, but judgment is coming. And we can judge and we can trust God to judge us wisely. These are harsh words from James, and yet they are easily ignored by us. James warns that it is foolish to put our trust in these earthly things because quite simply they will not last. But not only will the things be destroyed, but these things will also slowly begin to destroy us. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. And James warns that wealth can also mess with our values. Sometimes those with very little can be honest and straight. But those with a lot can twist and bend the rules for their own advantage. And James says, look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. Verse 5 and 6 are a terrible description of the depths that some of these people have sunk to. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. So anyone who makes plans as though it were their party, anyone who relies too much on their possessions, ends up in a total mess in these things. So how do we cope with this suffering? Well, James tells us to have patience. 
James tells us that if we have an eternal perspective, then that means we can be patient in this life. As we suffer at the hands of others, be they rich or some other group, we do not have to wreck revenge immediately. For those who have no belief in eternity, they need to get revenge now. But James tells us to be patient. We may only be a mist that is here today and gone tomorrow, but there is also no rush. God has a plan. God is in control. God is working out his purpose. We are to fit in with that plan. Patience involves waiting, but waiting is never wasted. The world thinks that waiting is just simply being lazy or inactive, but waiting is rarely wasted. James gives us the example of the farmer. Verse 7 and 8. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Patience means we see God at work. Rather than just marking our own accomplishments, patience means trusting God rather than our own skills. Patience means God is in control. The farmer, you see, cannot speed things along. Instead, they have to be faithful in their work and they wait on God to produce the results. And we likewise are the farmers. We are the workers sent out into the harvest field. There's a plentiful harvest, but not enough workers to bring it in. We are to trust that God has a plan, and the rich who we have just been warned about will one day face judgment. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. James also gives us the example of the prophet. The prophet was called to speak God's word and often the people rejected that word. Often the prophet was also rejected. Yet the prophets were able to show patience. They might have been forgiven for trying to hurry things along, but instead they waited on God. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the faith of suffering, in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. And then James gives us the most well-known example of patience in the Bible, that of Job. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. We are to be patient and God will lead us through the suffering. Finally, James tells us, don't be like those who oppress you. He tells us we should not become like those who cause us to suffer. It's very easy whenever our patience runs thin to fight back against those who cause us trouble. 
and to fight back in the same way that they've been treating us. But it is important that we maintain the integrity of being a Christian. We're not to exaggerate. We're not to bend the truth and lie. We should have reputations that are trustworthy. There'll be nothing distinctive about our witness if we follow the lead of the rich oppressors. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no, otherwise you will be condemned. So how do we cope with suffering? Well, James tells us don't make plans that will result in a mess. Be patient and wait upon the Lord. And don't be like those who oppress you. Let's bow before God in prayer together. Heavenly Father, as we face suffering day by day, help us to cope. Help us to trust in you and find a way with you that we can move forward. And help us, Lord, to bring glory to your name. Amen. At this point in the service, we would be singing beneath the cross of Jesus because it's a great hymn reminding us of all that Jesus has done for us at the cross and how he suffered for us there. Beneath the cross of Jesus, I gladly take my stand, the shadow of a mighty rock within a weary land, a home within the wilderness, a rest upon the way from the burning of the noontide heat and the burden of the day. Upon that cross of Jesus, my eye at times can see the very dying form of one who suffered there for me. And from my broken heart with tears to wonders, I confess the wonders of his glorious love and my unworthiness. His cross, I take its shadow to be my hiding place. I ask no other sunshine than the sunshine of his face. Content to let the world go by, to know no gain or loss. My sinful self, my only shame, my glory, all the cross. Let's ask for God's blessing at the end of our time together. And now we pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with us all both now and forevermore. Amen. Once again, thank you for joining with us today in this audio version of the service. It's greatly appreciated that you take the time to worship with us. Do remember that there will be an audio recording next week, but then the second and third week in July, there won't be one available. Uh, But then we'll be back again for the fourth Sunday. Thank you very much indeed, and may God bless you in the week ahead.